Good evening, I'm Paul Durienzo with these headlines. The war against Gaza enters its third month with no let-up in sight. The Gaza Health Ministry acknowledged civilian deaths surpassed 17,000, with Israeli forces deployed across the Gaza Strip. As many as 85% of Gaza's 2.3 million inhabitants have been forced from their homes. On Thursday, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres invoked the rarely used Article 99 of the UN Charter to call an unprecedented meeting of the Security Council, a move opposed by the United States, which has used its veto to block a vote for a permanent ceasefire. Meanwhile, in another Security Council, the National Security Council, spokesperson John Kirby says the United States and Israel are doing enough to aid Palestinians and there's no need for another meeting. And name another nation. That is, that is doing more to urge the Israeli counterparts, our Israeli counterparts, to be as cautious and deliberate uh, as they can be in the prosecution of their military operations. You can't. The United States is at the forefront of this. Meanwhile, UN aid chief Martin Griffiths says there was hope today a second border crossing into Gaza would soon be opened. The potential deliveries of aid by land from Jordan, which could come straight through from Jordan over the Alambri Bridge, straight to Koresh Shalom. That's one entry point to Koresh Shalom. If we get that, well, it'll be the first miracle we've seen for some weeks. Last month, the Center for Constitutional Rights brought a suit against three top U.S. officials for failure to prevent genocide in Gaza. Three Palestinian groups have brought a suit before the International Criminal Court, accusing Israeli officials of genocide as well. But Palestine's U.N. Ambassador Riyad Mansour says there's been no justice for Israel's war crimes. We do not see yet a single warrant of arrest of those who are committing these crimes, whether against children or the crime, you know, of uh, settlements, or the crime of the complete destruction and collective punishment against 2.3 million Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. International law attorney Joita Siachi says she supports a new case. This time, instead of targeting individuals, the state of Israel would be in the dock of the UN's World Court. The ICJ, the International Court of Justice, is the principal judicial organ of the UN. It is unlike the ICC a dispute resolution mechanism. It is a state-centric court. It will go after the responsibility of the state of Israel under the Genocide Convention of 1948. Siachi adds the purpose of the suit is to force Israel to confront 75 years of oppressing Palestinians. What the court does is really offer a forum in which Israel will have to come and provide some explanation to why this injustice has been happening to the Palestinians since 75 years of dispossession, 56 years of entrenched military occupation, and 17 years of punishing a suffocating siege on the Gaza Strip. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, doctors for a ceasefire held a news conference. Representative Rashida Tlaib spoke. I hate giving them my tears, but I'm not crying because of them. I'm crying because our shared humanity is getting lost every single day. We do not call for a ceasefire. Tlaib was censured by the House last month for her outspoken support of Palestine. House Republicans joined by some Democrats accused Tlaib of anti-Semitism. Today, another House member, New York's Jamal Bowman, was also censured for allegedly pulling a fire alarm to delay a vote. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries of Brooklyn fielded questions at a news conference Thursday after a hearing on alleged anti-Semitism on college campuses. 
And university leaders have a responsibility to make sure they're leaning in to confronting explosion of hatred that we've seen in some instances and on some college campuses. Meanwhile, across the Capitol in the Senate chamber, Rand Paul attempted to pass a bill pulling U.S. troops out of Syria. And Senator Paul wanted to know, is the body ready to send young Americans to war? Shouldn't we as their elected representatives at least have the courage to debate the merits of sending them there? The motion was defeated. The yeas are 13. The nays are 84. The motion is not adopted. Paul DiRienzo, New York.